BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. We're back to game day editions here of the HHC. Hope you enjoyed yesterday's conversation, a one-on-one interview with Hornets guard Ish Smith about his return to Charlotte. If you didn't catch it, please go back through the archives and check Check it out. We are back to game day editions. Hornets have a back-to-back of sorts against one of their division rivals. The Washington Wizards are featured on the schedule not once but twice over the next three days. And to help break down that matchup and talk about uh, these two teams and their standings in the hierarchy of the NBA, we've got a very special guest, one of the great voices in the NBA, the voice of the Washington Wizards, Dave Johnson, their radio play-by-play broadcaster, joins me today. Dave, thanks so much for spending some time with us. Yes, and I am the voice uh, because uh, technically I'm the only voice of the Washington Wizards because we changed in 1997 to the Washington Wizards and that was my first full year doing full time but uh, it's great to be in, in, in Charlotte because the first time I filled in on an NBA game was with the Washington Bullets against the, the Charlotte Hornets at, at of course the old uh, Charlotte Coliseum and you know there was think about this time it was 1990 it was like a Tuesday night and there's 23,000 people, and it, it just reminded me that we are really a basketball country in North Carolina. I love it. You never forget your first game in the NBA. I know that from personal experience. That's a special memory, and uh, certainly we're hoping to recreate the glory days of NBA basketball here in the Queen City uh, with this current group that's up and coming for Charlotte. But thrilled to have you with us. Washington and Charlotte are a couple of teams that are you know working their way back up the standings. Uh, this is a segment where I'm, I'm framing it as power rankings, but just your general thoughts on where Charlotte and Washington reside in the division, in the conference, in the NBA as a whole. Well, uh, you know, from a Washington perspective, uh, you know, it's been clearly stated that uh, with new management, Michael Winger coming in as president, general manager Will Dawkins, 
Uh, this is a team that, as all of your listeners know, and you know that, uh, look, we, we had John Wall and Bradley Beal together, and we, we had some great success. We would make the second round and, you know, come tantalizing close to advancing past the second round in 2017. And we're always a team that, 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 that for the past decade, really, uh, seemed to be able to somehow, through whether it was injuries or whatever, compete for that seventh or eighth spot. And now uh, I, I, the decision has been made that, uh, you know, let's let's go ahead and uh, change things and, and look for sustained success. In other words, uh, again, they want to do more than just, okay, you make playoffs three years in a row, but then you don't make it for two years and you're back to three years. Uh, and it's not easy uh, in the NBA. I think it might be the hardest in the NBA. As we know, uh, the NFL, you can uh, – the, the signing bonuses are the only thing guaranteed. You can – you can switch quarterbacks. Uh, you know, if you don't like one, you can pay him his twenty million dollars signing bonus and and move on on to the next. Uh, but but the NBA, you know, we we talk about things like cap flexibility and uh, and that can really hamstring you if if you have a lot of money invested uh, in players that that you know aren't playing a lot and and that's just that's just the reality. So you know where the Wizards are right now is uh, the beginning of of a journey. Uh, they've, they've made a commitment to, to Kyle Kuzma. Uh, uh, they just re-signed Denny Avdia for four years. Uh, but that's th- the discovery process of, of, you know, how this r- roster will be in the next five years. And I think it will be, you know, probably dramatically different. It, it, it is really the beginning of, of a journey. And I hate to use the word process because I think Philadelphia probably patented that and they could sue me for using that that phrase, but, you know, I, we were just in Philadelphia and I was talking to our friend Tom McGinnis and, you know, he said that in some ways uh, where the Wizards are right now reminds him of where the Sixers were about eight years ago. So um, the NBA is Charlotte and Washington knows it, it's, it's a hard ladder to navigate, but um, it, whether you want to call it rebuild or, uh, but the goal is sustained success. And, and that means uh, they're not looking Short term, they're looking long term, and the example of that uh, is a long way of answering the question. Was the drafting of Bilal Koulibaly in the first round that that stunned a lot of people uh, at the time? Uh, but that was an indicator that all right, wait a minute, they're drafting a teenager from France that they believe they can develop uh, into a, a star in the NBA. That's long-term vision versus short-term vision. I think, personally, you're on stronger footing now than the 76ers were then, but that that's just my personal opinion. We'll, we'll get to the Hornets here in a moment, but for me, if I was doing power rankings, uh, NBA.com in their most recent release said the Wizards are 29th out of 30. I, I think, in terms of looking at the roster, I think there's a chance for them to be better. A lot of people like to use the word tanking for certain organizations at different years, depending on how things are going, and, and I don't think Washington necessarily is there because you've committed to Kyle Kuzma you brought in Jordan Poole you've got some quality players and you've got some other guys who uh, maybe have been journeymen previously in their careers but have been looking for a chance to have a starters role or have a leading role with the team and they're getting a chance here so I think there's certainly an opportunity for Washington at some point to pivot and say look we tried it didn't work now let's you know see what we can do to maximize our opportunity to get the best pick we possibly can and make this a quick turnaround rather than a 
process that lasts five or six or seven or eight years. But I'm of the opinion players and coaches, they don't tank. They go out there and try their best to win each and every single day. And you've got enough talent there with the Wizards that there is an opportunity for them to make a showing here in these first 25 to 40 games and see if they can make a run at it. And these next two against Charlotte should probably be important towards that. From the Hornets perspective, you know the league very well. If I were asking you to place the Hornets in the top 30 in the hierarchy of the NBA, what number would you designate Charlotte right now? Oh, boy. I should have studied for this because I, I fail all multiple choice exams and, and when, you, when you try to rank things. First of all, let me just also agree with you wholeheartedly. I think the concept of tanking is one that is great for, for sports talk radio, but the way you get better in any league, and especially the NBA, you don't just say, well, we're going to mail in this season and wake us up in three years and, and we'll contend for the title. That is, that is not how it works, as you know. And, and every night, these players go in wanting to win. They didn't make it to the NBA. They didn't become one of the, the 500 best players in the world out of billions uh, because they were taking nights off. And the, and the same thing uh, for coaches. Uh, I mean, the Wizards, uh, I can tell you the angst after last night's loss in Philadelphia. And you can say, well, Philadelphia's a better team, et cetera, et cetera. The loss still hurts this team uh, because it does have players uh, like Jordan Poole, like Tyus Jones, like Kyle Kuzma, that have been given the keys to the car, and this is their chance to show you know, that they can make it. So there, there's no tanking, and, and the same for the, uh, the, the Charlotte Hornets. If, if, uh, you know, if we're talking out of 30 and you, you put the, uh, you know, the Wizards uh, at, at 29, I'd, I'd probably put the, the Hornets you know, somewhere in the early 20s if, if we had to put a number on it. Um, uh, but again, I, I think you know, it always helps any team <laughs> – and this is the understatement of the century, to have a special player. And I truly believe LaMelo Ball is, is that special player. I, I think, unfortunately, your season last year, from what I saw from afar or viewed from afar, was, was certainly uh, tripped up by his injuries. And I still remember it was a preseason game, as you remember, and many Hornets fans remember against some Wizards that he turned his ankle, and at the time we thought, well, it's not going to be any big deal, and it did turn out to be a big deal. So the Hornets are a team that when you have a player like that, uh, that's a heck of a starting point. Uh, It's just like when we had John Wall, uh, that was a heck of a starting point, and then we added Bradley Beal. So I think, you know, exciting times could be ahead for, for the Hornets, first and foremost, because you have a special player on your roster. And perhaps the addition of Brandon Miller is that future tandem, uh, much like you just described in a previous grouping for the Washington Wizards. We'll see. Uh, Dave Johnson, the voice of the Wizards, is with us. Hornets playing the Wizards twice over their next two games. The second one, the one that's going to be back in our nation's capital, is part of the in-season tournament. We're going to talk about that next year with Dave after this quick break here on the Hornets Hivecast. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton 
is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get to Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not, never the, gonna, not the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band. They all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Sam Farber and Dave Johnson, the voice of the Washington Wizards, our guest today here on the HHC, the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. Dave, it's, it's great to have you here, and part of the reason why I wanted you here on this podcast is because I don't just have one Hornets versus Wizards matchup to preview. I've got two, and in certain respects, the second one has a little bit more on the line with it being part of the in-season tournament. Charlotte has not played in an in-season tournament game just yet. Their first will be Friday up in D.C. See, you have broadcast a game as part of the in-season tournament already. Last week, the game in Miami was part of the IST. I'm curious, did it have a, a different feel, a different look outside of the court on the floor? What was different about an in-season tournament game for you, having broadcast so many games that have been regular season, but now only one as part of the in-season tournament? Well, first and foremost, I applaud you know Adam Silver, the NBA, for saying let's do this. Uh, look, as we know, uh, we live in a, a country where where the NFL you know rules from September to to de- December, and, and that's probably not going to change. And and there's always been a knock. Oh, you know, well, I, I start watching and following the NBA, you know, after the new year or or when the, you know it gets more serious. But but by the way, these games count you know just as much toward the end of the the season. And I've been a part of teams that didn't make the playoffs because they had bad November. So you can uh, fall out of contention in, in November. Uh, so I applaud the, the putting some meaning behind these games. And I really do think there, there will be meetings. Uh, you know, I've had, and I'm sure you've had conversations where people say, well, I just, I just can't get excited about uh, this. And, well, wait a minute here. We've never done it before. That's why you can't get excited about it. I truly believe this in-season tournament you know, judge whether it's a success, whether it adds bite and, and spice 
you know, five years from now when we say, well, God, you know, the Wizards and the Hornets, uh, you know, that, that game that let the triple overtime to see who would get out of the group stage or, 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 or wow, that final in Las Vegas was. And, and so uh, when traditions, when people get excited about competitions, it, it's when there's a history to, to look back on. Uh, so I think that is something critical. I think in years to come, when it becomes uh, a regular part of our, our schedule, where, we're, okay, it's a Friday in November, it's a it's a in-season tournament game. Let's face it, this is the first year. You know, we as broadcasters have had to be reminded, all right, this is the way it's going to work. It's it's a brand new thing. It's, it's getting used to. Uh, but, you know, as we approached the game last week uh, in Miami, uh, and I'll tell you what, it's an interesting thing. The Wizards were down 25 points in the game against the Miami Heat. They lost to the Miami Heat, but they did make a great fourth quarter comeback and only lost by seven points. As you know, one of the tiebreakers in the in-season tournament is point differential. So suddenly, you know, again, it's, it's a moment in time uh, that you're thinking, okay, from a Wizards perspective, you know, we beat Charlotte in the preseason. We we beat the Knicks in the preseason. You know, maybe we knock off the Mick, uh, the the Bucks, and we were three and one in group play. Or, or the Hornets can be saying the same thing on the other side. Uh, but then suddenly, you know, how you lost those games? Did you lose by one? Did you lose by seven? Did you lose by twenty five? And and so I, I really think even this season, when it comes down to the, the you know the final Fridays before we determine who's advancing out of group play. That's when you're also going to get some some bite and excitement, and and players will get excited about it as well. It gets back to the the same you know thesis you offered that there's no tanking in the NBA. There's not because these guys are, are fighting for jobs, and it's the same thing. Uh, you know when when they get to a game and let, you know it's the the final game or the group stage, and you're thinking, uh, well, we we might be able to get out of this group. But we our final game is against the Milwaukee Bucks. You know it might come down to a situation where. Uh, maybe we only lose by two points, and that helps us. So you, you fight, fight till the end. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see how all this plays out, and that certainly, you know, amplifies uh, what what Friday night in DC will be like when the Wizards and Hornets play for the second time in 48 hours. To me, I think there's a slight advantage to Charlotte for that Friday game uh, for for how both teams would approach it. And, and my thinking is this: I think that the in season tournament can kind of be viewed like a mini season in in the respect that it allows for human nature to seep in. Uh, I we're, we're on the same page. Players, coaches, they don't tank, but there is the human nature element of when you get 20 to 40 games into a campaign and you see that you're buried in the standings, you don't pack it in. You have half the season left still, but it can be deflating. And with the in-season tournament, the equivalent of that can really be one loss. So I think there can be a big advantage for Charlotte on Friday if they value this correctly because Washington is looking uphill with regards to the IST seeing as they lost their first game. And for Charlotte, they're just getting started in it so uh, not not that it has lost any importance I think Washington views this game the same way they will view every other regular season game but for Charlotte they are playing for that extra five to ten percent that exists because it's their first one in the in-season tournament and they know if they get that win then their next game in the in-season tournament is worth that much more and the one after that and the one after that so uh, I would never ask you to to you know root against your own team but in that framework is there maybe a little bit more for Charlotte on the line Friday, seeing as they are completely even in the in-season tournament standings, whereas Washington is 0-1. 
Oh, yeah, well, listen, I mean, you know, we live in a world where there's artificial intelligence and et cetera, et cetera, but isn't it great? Sports is still about human nature, and there's human nature. Again, you know, as we talk about, players don't consciously say, all right, well, tonight, uh, you know, we're, we're 20 games below 500, so I'm not going to play that hard. But yeah, there is human nature involved. Maybe maybe there's a psychological thing that makes them not play as hard because of, of the situation. Now, on the flip side, uh, I, I remember my thinking in Miami, and I think it was the players. You, you know, if you get that win in Miami, and the Wizards actually, you know, had a great start to that game, and then suddenly you get one game under your belt and you bag that. I mean, that's you know, you're, you're really feeling some momentum because uh, again, it's just four games in in, in the group. So uh, I got to feel if I'm Charlotte uh, on that second game. Uh, I've got to be thinking that way if, if I'm a Hornets player, if I'm a Hornets fan. So I, so I agree with you that, you know, they should be thinking, all right, let's go to D.C. Let's get that first game in the in-season tournament. And, and then we've, we've got uh, momentum. I mean, it's, again, <laughs> when you're talking one game out of a four-game season in, the, you know, the in-season tournament, you know, that's a huge deal. And that's, that's what excites me uh, about this. I mean, you know, it, it might be hard for fans to get excited now, but what if Charlotte? is one of the teams in Las Vegas. I mean, if I was a Hornets fan, I'd be, you know, jacked, just like I hope the Wizards uh, and Wizards fans would be excited if, if the Wizards somehow make it to Las Vegas. I truly believe, and it's, it's think about, and we're, we're talking in big-time college basketball country as well, you know, it, it's, there's always surprises in the NCAA tournament, I, and I certainly hope there's, there's some surprise or, or, or team that, that you didn't expect it to advance out of the group stage. And I think that's possible because, again, we're talking about a snapshot of time. Uh, who gets, quote-unquote, hot at the right time? Uh, you know, and it's also an interesting time, as we all know. The, look, the Wizards have nine new players. You know, we're in the regular season, but in some ways we're still trying to figure out how to play together. Uh, you know, maybe that works against us. Maybe that works for us because if we can't figure it out, then teams might not be able to scout us as well. So it just adds a number of layers of intrigue to it. The in-season tournament action for the Hornets begins on Friday. Their first home game in the in-season tournament is going to be on Tuesday, hosting the Miami Heat, uh, and then that Friday against Milwaukee, also an in-season tournament game. From Charlotte's perspective, hey, if they're 2-0 and going into a Friday night at home against Giannis and Dame and the B- Milwaukee Bucks on a Friday night, uh, that'll be a truly special atmosphere. So definitely get your tickets. They're available at Hornets.com. Uh, but it all tips off in terms of the in-season tournament for the Hornets on Friday. Friday against the Wizards. There is another game between now and then. It's tonight, Charlotte versus Washington at Spectrum Center. We've got Dave Johnson, the voice of the Washington Wizards, with us, and we'll preview tonight's contest next here on the HHC. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, 
Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. That's my game. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Farber here with you on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. My guest today, one of our good friends in the NBA broadcasting world, the voice of the Washington Wizards, Dave Johnson, here with us today. Dave, thanks so much. It's game preview time, Hornets versus Wizards, first of four this season, three actually this month, and uh, first of two back-to-back. And the way we like to do our game previews here, I'd like you to give us a stat to watch, a play to watch from your team and a player to watch from our team. You pick the category, I'll follow your lead, but try and go in a slightly different direction. So let me know where you'd like to begin. Do you want to pick one of your own, a wizard to watch, one of ours, a hornet to watch, or a stat that you think, other than points, because that's cheating, would be determinative of who wins tonight? All right, well, I'll go with low-hanging fruit, a hornet's player to watch. Go for it. Who do you got? LaMelo Ball. I, I'm just, again, I cannot say, and I know that that sounds like, all right, uh, you know, you, they're going to say, Sam, you just put Captain Obvious as a guest on your show. But, uh, again, I, I think we, we've not even seen the, the best of LaMelo Ball. He's still rising. He's still developing. He can do so many things. And, and I have, uh, this is a true story, I have Wizards fans coming up to me uh, and saying, I've got to get tickets when the Hornets come to town because I want to see LaMelo Ball. So that's why I say he's, he's a player to watch because he is that kind of game changer. He can do so many different things for your team and, and triggers what, what you could accomplish. I mean, what did he have the other night against the Mavericks? Was it a triple-double or something like that? So, again, he's a, he's a special player, and, and uh, when we're talking about special players, you have to, to limit their effectiveness and i think if if you know they can make him uh, a passer which he's going to be but not also a passer and a scorer that will be helpful to the wizards cause 
He did indeed have a triple-double the other night against Dallas. Tenth already of his career ties him with, amongst others, Steph Curry for career triple-doubles at 10. Also Dikembe Mutombo at 10. Uh, a couple of the, the names there in the NBA's history that reached 10 triple-doubles in their career. LaMelo obviously just getting started and coming off a season-high 30-point performance. I'll go in a different direction. I'm going to go with P.J. Washington. P.J., in certain respects, is off to a great start, a career start. 18.5 points per game. That's his career best. On the other hand, he's done it without really getting into his best performances shooting from the perimeter. He statistically is shooting 40% from three. That looks great, but when you really break it down, he went five for six against Houston, and while he's made at least one three in every game this season, he's only made one three in every other game this season. So 40% overall, but 26% when you remove Houston from it, and yet he's still averaging 18.5 points per game. So I think this is a, a contest that's a real opportunity for him. He'll probably draw Kyle Kuzma or Denny Avdia, one of the bigger defenders you'll have to go up against this year, and, and in Avdia's set case, one of the better defenders in the NBA, I think. So I think the three-point shot's going to be more of a key for P.J. in this one. If he can really get it going, watch out, because he's got a chance for a true breakout season. Where would you like to go next, a stat to watch or a wizard to watch? All right, a wizard to watch. We'll go for a wizard to watch. And by the way, part of my LaMelo Ball talk is the fact that, and I, I, this is why Charlotte fans should appreciate this, I'm getting hit up this week. Oh, the Hornets are coming to town Friday. Can you help me out with tickets? Because LaMelo Ball is that special. The Wizards to watch, you just mentioned them. Denny Avdia. Avdia has been a, a, is one of the better defenders, uh, I believe, in the league. And, and people might be spinning their head at that. But he came in the, to the NBA, and he is, can defend four positions. And I still think about draft night when the draft commentator on ESPN said he might, in, in future years, turn out to be the, the steal of the, of the draft. He is, uh, I think about a, a signature game he had that actually two years ago now, where he was on Giannis and the Wizards beat the Bucks. He, quote unquote, put this in quotes, shut down Giannis. Now, Giannis still had 27 points, but he had to work for those 27 points. And that's what you have to do against great players. But he has drawn so many assignments, and he might be, as you mentioned, on P.J. Washington. So, first of all, he's got his defense. And you'll look at the numbers, the steals, the blocks, et cetera. He's become more aggressive in his drives to the basket. But that has always been there to some degree. He's never been shy about contact since he came into the NBA. And you're going to get hit driving to the basket in the NBA. But the key now is uh, he was a 29% three-point shooter last year. And we, we've said this all along, and he worked so hard on it in the offseason. If he really develops a consistent three-point shot, wow, that is going to make such a complete player in the NBA where the three-point world is, is the world we're living in. And Denny Avdia is showing that he can do that. So he can do it all, the, the, his passing and passing in transition. And that's so key because, look, this Wizards team has to be a team that has to play fast. Uh, it, it wants transition buckets uh, in deep, and transition defense is, is a key. And Denny Avdia can be – a key running the break. So uh, he is definitely a player to listen to and, and watch for the Washington Wizards. I like the pick. I like his game a lot, and, and he's one of these classic guys where in the NBA, if you make one or two shots a quarter, you become a 12 to 15 point per game guy. It's not allowed 12 to 15 points, but that's a lot of points in any league, yeah. and, and Denny does that on a nightly basis. He's a very interesting player uh, and a really high-quality player and definitely one to watch. Mine that I'm going to pick from the Wizards, I'm going to take Jordan Poole. I think he is someone who came over to Washington 
looking for an opportunity to be a leading man. Not that he had you know every choice in the matter, but he ends up in Washington with a chance to step up his role from what he had with the Warriors, where obviously he won a championship and was a, a big piece of that. But so far, at least, we haven't seen a spike in usage and shots taken and uh, scoring percentage. If anything, they've come back down a little bit. So I think this is an interesting time for Jordan Poole. He clearly wanted a bigger role than he was ever going to get in Golden State, and rightfully so. You're playing with one of the best players in the history of the game in Steph Curry, playing your position, and Clay Thompson, one of the best shooters in the history of the game. So he had to go somewhere else to find that bigger role. Now he's got it. So far, I haven't seen him have a huge surge with the new role, but it's very, very early still. Jordan Poole, I think, is going to be a big key here for the Wizards. Last but not least, and you can't pick points because that's just cheating, you got to give me a stat to watch that will determine the winner of tonight's game. All right, a stat to watch that will determine the winner of tonight's game. I, for me, it, it has to be you know looking at, at the rebounding for the for the Wizards. If they are going to accomplish what they want to accomplish, uh, they have to get stops and, and and get rebounds because part of defense is is rebounding. Uh, so if they can, because it's a weak point for the Wizards. This is not a, a big team. This is not a strong uh, rebounding team, but. It, it wants to, to play fast, and it, you cannot play fast if you don't rebound the basket. If you don't make stops and don't rebound the basketball, so I think rebounding is going to be a, a key stat uh, for the Wizards tonight uh, against the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, I really believe you know that has to be a part uh, of uh, their mantra. And again, rebounding is, is a team uh, rebounding concept, and and uh, you're going to have to to be that way. And so, yeah, get that get those boards. Get the ball going. Get the pace in the game. Get moving and get some points in transition, and that'll that'll help this Wizards team. That we've we've seen, you know, when they've lost games, they've won so many statistical categories, but they've either been hurt at the free throw line. They've not been strong at defending without fouling in some games, like Wednesday or Monday or whenever it was in Philadelphia, and then uh, the rebounding category. So I think that's the key. The Wizards are because of their situation are not going to uh, often win that category, but but they need to be strong in that category. We're looking in the same direction, but I have a slightly different vantage point. I'm looking at points in the paint. I think last year, where Washington won three of the four head-to-head against Charlotte, the Wizards really controlled the paint for the most part. They averaged 10 blocks per game in the four matchups. Uh, They seem to win the center spot more often than not. Now, Chris Stapps Porzingis seemed to have a lot to do with that, but Daniel Gafford's a very good center as well. I think Charlotte has definitely exploited its edge on the inside. Center has been a huge part of that, Mark Williams is off to a great start here in year two. And Nick Richards, I think, is emerging as one of the better backup centers in all of the NBA. But overall, Charlotte's done a good job of scoring in the paint. It's been uh, their their feature. They've been the best team so far this season in that regard. And with Washington, Gafford's still a very good center. He had a great blocks game the other day against Philadelphia. And that's saying something going mano a mano with Joel Embiid. Uh, but overall, they're probably a little bit thinner this year as compared compared to a season ago. So I think that's an advantage for Charlotte in terms of what they can do on the inside, be it second-chance points and rebounding, as you mentioned. And I think just overall, if the Hornets can continue to score at this level in the paint, they've got a good chance at it tonight. Either way, uh, we hope if you're a League Pass fan, I hope you listen to me, but definitely one of the people I enjoy listening to when I'm driving around and having an off night or a post game for me is Dave Johnson, the voice of the Washington Wizards. Dave, greatly appreciate you joining us here today on the Hornet Hivecast. Good luck 
I'll say 78 times a year. Can't say that I'm rooting for you tonight, but I appreciate you joining us and, and definitely always enjoy catching up with you courtside when the Hornets and Wizards get together. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a funny story. They tell me there's 30 teams in the NBA, but whether it's preseason or now in November, it seems like all, all we do is play the Hornets, and that's not a bad thing because they're fun matchups. Looking forward to it. He's Dave Johnson, the voice of the Washington Wizards, and uh, again, very, very thankful to him for joining us here today on the Hornets Sidecast. Thanks as well to our producer, Rob Longo, for putting this podcast together. Most of all, thanks to all of you for tuning in. If you'd like to join us at the Hive tonight, tickets are available at Hornets.com. We'd love to see you. Either way, tomorrow we will have you covered with a game review edition of the HHC. Till then, for everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 